0: I'm Lainey, and I'm Laura Beth,
1: and we are Steel Magnolias, two sisters who love family, traditions, and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Hey, Lainey. Hi, Laura Beth. Well... I thought it was really funny that a couple of episodes ago, when we talked about potato salad, we had a listener that said, I really wish you would have given a disclaimer before starting into that, that we were going to get hungry, (laughs) (laughs) which is true. I remember recording that episode and how hungry I was for potato salad, or really anything (laughs) as we spoke about it. Especially when you get
0: descriptive, like roasted potatoes. Yes, exactly.
1: So I completely (laughs) understood his point and his um, request for that. So today disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> we're about to make y'all real hungry because we're only talking food today. Because it's all food <laughs> and it's some good ones. So today we're talking about meat and threes and cobblers. Mm-hmm. And, um, Oh, this I'm smiling as I'm saying this because this is just so Southern. Well, I'm smiling
0: too, because as we speak, I have ribs smoking Heck and so we're do. about to have some good food. Yes. So we can, we can get hungry because we have food in the the egg is smoking outside. Um, yeah, so a meat and three.
1: We're gonna we're diving all into specifics today. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a restaurant where you pick a meat and three sides. That's right. Um, But the history behind that, I thought was interesting, because I think most Southern cultural history is interesting. interesting. Yeah, No one knows for sure when the first meet and threes sprouted up in the South, but I read a little bit from John, John T. Edge, who is the director of Southern Foodways Alliance. Okay. And if you haven't heard of Southern Foodways Alliance, you can... Look them up. They actually have a podcast as well called Gravy, mm-hmm. and they are... Con- it's good. They don't do it super often. I know. But it's good. Yeah. So, well, and especially if you were maybe new to it, you could probably feel like it's That's frequent because you could take, you could space them out <laughs> um, as far as when you listen. But the Southern Foodways Alliance is really at the helm of telling different culturally significant Um, pieces of history in the South. So, John T. Edge shared a little bit about... I think he's the co-founder of that, too, so very passionate. Okay, okay. Well, he says, as the Southern worker transitioned from farm to city, that you saw this meal arise, this meal being the meat and three. He says, um, to him, a meat and three is the example of country to city transition, farm to urban transition, This would have been the first few decades of the 20th century in and around emerging cities such as Nashville and Atlanta. You really saw this sprouting up. But it was food for people who plowed the back 40, uh, reinterpreted for people who worked at desks and in factories. Okay. So this is people that are now catching lunch breaks in the city instead of returning home for lunch.
0: Yeah, don't have time to go all the way home and... Yeah. Have that meal you're used to. Right. So we're going to bring it to you in the city.
1: Yeah. But this is not a sit-down, you know, experience with... Passing bowls of... A waiter or... I mean, this is... Oh, yeah, yeah. Grab a cafeteria-style tray. Move through the line. So it really is a nice stepping stone. If you're used to going home for lunch Uh and you're used to that home cooking you have to now go out for lunch, you don't want to, well, first of all, you don't have the money to sit down and and order off of a menu Do with lawyers and doctors. That. right? Um, you might have the money or make yourself have the money budget for that to eat out, but still kind of this is the middle road, I would
0: think. Well, and is. I love that this very thing that we're talking about, about a meat and three, uh-huh. is it's very much... Everybody coming together. You stand in the same line no matter who you are. Yeah. You pick up the same tray no matter who you are. Like you've got your, you know, white collar businessman or politician next to the policeman or factory worker. Like no matter what, this is the Yep. We're all gonna do this the same way. I love that. It is it is very
1: equalizing. That's That's a great
0: point. Yeah, we're all We're all eating off the same trays.
1: That's right. Same rolled silverware. Yeah, getting the same scoop of mac and cheese. And That's right. Yeah. Ooh yeah. Um. Yeah. So should I? What should I share? The meat and three options, or yeah. did you want to, to okay. go for it? So like, this is what you would typically find. Again, meat and three is exactly what it sounds. You pick <laughs> a meat, and you, pick, you know you pick your protein, and you pick your uh, three sides.
0: And I think we're also now moving. in the South. Uh, yeah, it's called a meat and three, kind of meaning vegetables. But in the South, Those that are could not also mean your sides are starches, jello yeah. based Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> so typical meats you would see in a meat and three: fried chicken, meatloaf, country fried steak, roast beef, liver and onions, fried catfish, sugar cured ham, yep. and chicken and dumplings. Yep. Those are great ones, yeah. My pick, if I were going through, would either be fried chicken or meatloaf. Yeah. Those are kind of my go-tos. Depends on what the meatloaf looks like, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> for me. <but> okay, I- <laughs> so then you get to pick three of any of these items, and some of this is seasonal, you know, seasonality would play into this, but for the most part, like, you're going to see this stuff year-round. Mm, yeah. <laughs> which is another reason I love this. Um, okay, so green beans, fried okra. Coleslaw, fried green tomatoes, collard greens, black-eyed peas, creamed corn, mashed potatoes, applesauce, turnip greens, boiled cabbage, Mm
0: -hmm. canned
1: yams, baked squash, pinto beans, cornbread, rice, cooked or baked apples, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: pickled beets and mac and cheese. I put mac and cheese last because that's the one that Southerners get the most slack on and seeing that. Calling that a vegetable.
0: Um, Yeah, it's a vegetable. (laughs) Well, and I think you're also going to see a little bit of regional influence on that as well. Like, yes, I would say all of those are, True staples, yeah. Um, In and around Charleston, you might have something more like red rice and okra together. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, That's true. Like a stew, they'll do things like that in that area. On the western fringes um, of the South, more near Austin or something like that, you might see. Well, you mentioned country fried steak, but I think that's real popular. Yeah, there that's true. Um, Louisiana, you're going to have that Cajun influence of the rice and gravy-based dishes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes in Louisiana and Mississippi, they use the term plate lunch instead of meat and three, but it's the same, it's thing. The same thing. Yeah. So you might see a little regional. Yeah. So here's why all of this is, I I don't know, there's so
1: much, you know. Smartness around all of this, but I do think there's a couple of things that work really well here. Um, for one, as a kitchen, you're not really making all that much food, like you're making a large quantity of food. Uh-huh. But you know, like when you go to the cheesecake factory or some of these restaurants that have like 20 page menus, it's so
0: overwhelming. I'm like, what does this kitchen even look to start. like? I know. Like there's And gotta can they be actually do all of these things well? Probably not. I mean... I'm sure they
1: don't. Um, so, just even from, like, a setup and operation standpoint, mm-hmm. I'm like, simple is definitely better here. Yeah. But yet you're feeling like there's tons of options because you're getting to pick and customize right. as the customer. That's it's, true. It is what you wanted.
0: Yeah. You know, you can Now, options. usually in those things, too, I would say... You know, it's kind of like they've got this much, so hey, we're out of Mac and cheese. Yeah. You're just out. Yeah. Like, it's not like if you'll wait an hour, we'll have more. No, when we're out, we're out. We're out, yeah. Yeah, and that can be frustrating. Because <laughs> a lot of
1: these places are places that people frequent regularly. Yeah. So you get attached to whatever and you're excited your order about is. getting your whatever.
0: Yeah fried cream cream style corn and they're out of it. So
1: I think it's pretty brilliant from an operation standpoint. I think it's pretty brilliant for um, families because now that I have a kid, I know Mm -hmm. of sharing a lot of meals Mm -hmm. with him. So, I mean,
0: a lot of these sides are very kid friendly. Absolutely. And some places even have just a veggie plate option. Yeah, that's a good point. Where you can do four vegetables. Like instead of a meat curry, yes. like you can do just four vegetables yeah. or something. And that might even be Which better. Which works for vegetarians, it mm-hmm. works for kids yeah. that are that you're
1: trying to um, a share a meal with. Yeah. Um I mean, I think it works even as f- It's ingenious as an employee. Like, it's less stuff you have to remember Mm -hmm. on the menu. I mean, I know we're not talking about really, like, servers coming to a table that have to know a menu well. Yeah. Like, most of this is, like we said early on, cafeteria style. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to know at least what you're serving. And if that's not changing out a lot, there's not, like a lot of specials for the day to memorize. I mean, all of that stuff. There's a
0: lot of, you're right. Like there's not a, how do you want that
1: cooked? No, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just think, and I don't know if we said this early on, but, um, most of this is lunch. Some of these are open for dinner. Some of the establishments and we're going to talk about some of the best ones around, but primarily this is a lunch. This is a lunch. Yeah. Um, so, I found um, a list of some good ones. You found a couple of lists. I did. I have two different lists. Ones. We cross-referenced <laughs> all of our lists and came up with the three that netted Made out. Made every list. Of the three lists. So, we're going to for sure mention those. And then there's also ones that are popular that um,
0: are worth worth noting as well. So and you can let us know your favorite absolutely as well in your state yeah. or your city um
1: so this first one that is in our hometown I'm embarrassed to say I've actually never been to. Well. So I do need to We visit. need to do it. And I
0: tried to go recently and the line was so long and I was on a limited time frame. That's what you so
1: have to be prepared for it's no gonna matter be a what line time of day. if you go here. So Arnold's Country Kitchen yep. in Nashville, Tennessee,
0: opened in the early eighties and is a staple meet and three um very simple cinder block building like not fancy at all on 8th avenue but i mean it received the james beard classics award yeah
1: this is this this place it's been on food networks diners drive-ins and
0: dives it's it's known it's very known it's that's one of the places that anthony bourdain hit when he was here and yeah i miss him
1: yeah, so Arnold's was on all the lists that we consolidated.
0: <laughs> of course, right. we've heard about it a lot, this being in our hometown. Another thing I love about all these is this meat and three is usually around $10. Oh, good point. You know, Price I mean... Price point. I think Arnold's is nine seventy four or something like that. Like, it's usually $10 yeah. for a very hearty meal. Yeah. That's so awesome. It really is. Yeah. I mean chick-fil-a's that much you know that's I know. so
1: yeah i wonder if that includes your iced tea sweet tea oh good question
0: i'm not sure but i bet it's not much
1: yeah to add that on
0: okay um, and it's a, a monday through friday place it's not open on the weekends arnold's isn't yeah. oh that's it's good to Monday know. through friday so it's hitting that work crowd do you have its hours is it lunch 10 30 to 2 45 see lunch and then, i mean if you're getting in line at 2 30 forget it like
1: yeah if you're, you're getting not, in line at 10 30 though the way I just said that is correct. There's probably a line at mm-hmm. 1030. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. But it's good. Okay. The other one that made all three lists is Bertha's Kitchen. Yep. in Charleston, South Carolina. I have never been. Never been there, but we needed to make sure and mention them. And then the final one to mention that made all the lists is in a suburb of Birmingham in Homewood, Alabama, Johnny's, Johnny's. Restaurant. Johnny's.
0: Yeah, so Johnny's is known for their squash casserole, um, their caramelized onions and rice, and—what is this? And cheese under a—oh, caramelized onions—I'm sorry, this is all the squash casserole. This sounds so good. Oh, my. Caramelized onions, rice, and cheese under a buttery blanket of Ritz crackers and Parmesan. Ooh, yum! (laughs) so good! And then Bertha's is known for their okra soup— which is very low country. Thing. Okay, so that's that makes um, sense then. And Arnold's, it mentions in this list the meatloaf ladled with rich tomato gravy is Ooh, would something that. to try. So, all that's right, what I there's would go the with one it. that made all three lists. Now, as we were
1: preparing. Or I was preparing. We, we usually prepare separately and then come together to produce these shows. As I was preparing for this, I actually went and sat at Puckett's. Oh, I love Herod it. Here at Franklin. <laughs> and Puckett's made the list. Of I love it. The ones I looked at. I looked at a list um, from southernthing.com, which is 20 Southern Meat and Threes to try before you die. Oh, that's cute. So, um, I did want to mention Puckett's, just since I had uh, literally sat and... Their restaurant, as I prepared for this show today.
0: Well, the list I was looking at was from the American Southfield Guide. Again, it has a list and touches probably every state in the South. Um, Another one that I've been to that made their list was Mary Max Tea Room in Atlanta. Oh, cool! Um, Yeah, that was on the list I saw too. Yeah, and it also says "Save Room for Cobbler," which we're going to talk about in a moment. yeah. So Do you remember what you got at Mary Max? I don't. It's probably been a while. I don't, it's been a while, but yeah. it's a staple there. Yeah. in Atlanta has been yeah. there for a long time.
1: Um, one of the ones I saw on the list I looked at, which uh, I forget about, but you and I both have been to, the Whistle Stop Cafe. In Juliet, Georgia. Yeah. Yes. So, um, Whistle Stop Cafe was a general store that then was turned into the Whistle Stop Cafe for Fanny Flags
0: um, movie.
1: Fried Green Tomatoes. It was turned into a movie production and remained open. Um, And we went and visited several years ago in the 90s, probably. Yeah, Had
0: some fried green tomatoes. It was yummy. Such a tiny town. Like, there's a few things that were shown in the movie there, but it's not much of a... Yeah. yeah. You would probably be going for that reason. I don't think you'd be passing through. And another one that was on one of the lists I looked at, um, that you and I have been to even recently was the Elliston Street. The Elliston Square soda shop. Oh, yeah. They do meet and three. That's there true. As well. I think of it more as an ice cream soda I shop. Do too. But yeah. they do a meet and three there and
1: Okay. Elliston yeah. Place. Yeah, and I think they had A second location, Elliston Place, that opened up here, but... Didn't make it, or maybe it is
0: making it, I don't know. I don't know,
1: but if you see two listings, make sure you're talking about the Nashville one. That's the original and the staple one. There's actually a meet and 3 that I had never heard of. This wasn't on any of the lists, because it's no longer open, but... One of the earliest known meet-and-threes was a 49-seat diner
0: in Nashville called Hap Towns Restaurant. Okay, I hadn't heard of it until I did this research as well.
1: Yeah, so it's named after the um, father-son who ran it. And the business evolved from a hot dog cart so in the funny. 1920s um, to you know a small stone building with a coal oil stove that the pair opened up after the founder the younger, excuse me, younger towns returned home from the war. So, um, they were meeting that need of, they were, and they were known for getting up at like three 30 in the morning or getting going, not getting up, getting going at three 30 and four in the morning to start cooking breakfast, putting on pots of vegetables and cooking on and the stove for lunch. And, yeah.
0: Um,
1: they didn't actually call it a meat and three. Like you mentioned earlier, they called it a plate lunch Okay, back in those days But, um, yeah, pretty much the same manner for almost 65 years is what I heard or what I've read that the two Hap Townses of Nashville served up, you know, this Southern, Southern cooking for a long line of faithful and appreciative customers. Hap the Elder started the tradition in 1921, um, like I said, with a curbside eatery on wheels, which was basically a hot dog cart. And um, the younger Hap, I love that name. Um, took up the spoon and spatula when he returned from war in 1946. Together, they built the cafe, and um, I think it probably ended. I think they. I think the son retired in 1985. Okay. So this was. Just about the time
0: our family was coming to Nashville. Well, no, I guess we were no, here. We've been there fifteen years in nineteen eighty-five. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, but that's about the time Arnold's is getting that's going. That's true. Yeah. It, you said are eighty-one. Yeah, but eighty-one. So see, once it closed, Arnold's had all the crowd that's coming. That's true. You know, once that one was closed, yeah, we'll all go over here, and it kind of got it even going. Yeah. So. so the younger Haptowns
1: passed away in 2012.
0: Okay. Um, so they oh, are no longer. I'm glad we mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned that. With us. But, yeah, they, it sounds like they the pioneers. were definitely an original and pioneer. Yeah. Of that movement. Well, meeting three. You got me wanting to meet in three now. I know. And I didn't realize. Like,
1: I was just inquiring a a friend in Charleston. Like, what are some good meet and threes? She didn't know what I meant. So I don't I think
0: Wow I think nice? meet and three
1: maybe does need to be mentioned even just for the sake of I don't know if it's just that new universally of a known term or if it's just one that we say a lot. Well she needs to get to Bertha's
0: kitchen then.
1: Oh. She um, said I guess we don't have any. I was like, oh, oh yes, no, you, I you do too.
0: Bertha's Kitchen is probably off the charts good. This is what the field guide says. Gullah inspired sister run institution. Aww. with fried whiting, pig's feet, and okra soup. Which oh, I wow. mentioned the okra soup. Yeah. Um yeah, so I bet it is true low country yeah. food. Uh but this field guide has them listed in, you know. All different cities: Jackson, Mississippi, Memphis, Montgomery. Um, so they're
1: all over. Check
0: them out. They're all, yeah,
1: and I think yeah, I think sometimes we forget that some restaurants offer a meet and three option, like a Puckett's. yeah, or Cracker
0: Barrel, yes, or something Cracker Barrel. Like that. Great example. Yeah, like they, they do have. that They may option. not be a meet and three, but yeah. they may offer yeah. a meet and three, three meet option. Three. So it can kind of be. But you know, as I think about uh, these literal Meat and Three restaurants, they're usually not dinner places. Exactly. They're only lunch. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, if you're trying to decipher if it's a true Meat and Three, just look at their store hours. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> if it's a lunch joint, that's probably a Meat and Three. Yeah.
1: Um, well, after you've stuffed yourself with um, a Meat and Three you vegetables may not or salad. have any sides, room left? <laughs> but if you do, may we suggest a cobbler? Oh. Um, so, the cobbler is a dish consisting of a fruit or a savory filling, but usually a fruit, in a large baking dish that's covered with a batter, like a biscuit or dumpling, before being mm-hmm. baked. And in the South, they oftentimes resemble a thick-crusted deep-dish pie. Yeah. Both on top and bottom. Yep. You usually see yep. um, the crust. So. Blackberry cobbler is my favorite, but I really love all cobblers. (laughs) Like, it it doesn't matter what the special is, you know, like a lot of menus will say cobbler of the day. Uh Um, I usually ask what's coming, but it doesn't (laughs) matter. It really doesn't matter. It's not going to change my order. I'm just getting whatever the cobbler of the day is. Um, And so, we're going to talk about some recipes, but I will say, I mean, I don't care what fruit you're eating in your cobbler, but you really need it served warm with With a scoop of vanilla, <laughs> vanilla ice cream. cream, that's right. <laughs> and I like to eat mine with a strong cup of coffee, too. So, yeah, so, this is that makes my sounding
0: really good. My cobbler experience complete. Well, I think cobblers got really big in the South because we have a lot of good fruit. That's true. Like we just have a lot of good yeah. seasonal yeah. fruit that grows here. So it's just another something to do and with it. And what, our are, good you fruit. know, if it all comes ripe at the same time, yeah, you can make a salad with it, you can but you're looking for ways yeah. we to, can it, to use it. Jam it, jelly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, I do think true. that's one reason cobblers got popular. Yeah. And another reason I think is you almost always have a little sugar, a little flour, a little butter in your pantry. Yeah. So, if you've got the fruit, you've pretty much got what you need you what to you make need. this thing. Yeah,
1: they're pretty simple to make. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the baking world, yeah. Like they're
0: probably one of the simpler ends of things you could do. You're not. And it's kind of similar to what some people call a crumble. Uh huh. Which you know is fruit often fruit yes. based and has sometimes a, some oats in it as well yeah but the yeah. cobbler is so good yeah anyway so you've got some
1: recipes well i have a, a section in my i know dessert. I, see, I see you have your binder out i wish y'all <laughs> I could my binder. see binder, Laney's three ring binder i have many three ring binders but this pages. is my cobbler
0: section <laughs> oh
1: my gosh so i have a section
0: <laughs> Um, but you said blackberry is your favorite. Peach is my favorite. Okay, I love a good peach cobbler. And I've mentioned before, my go-to is Southern Living. It should be for recipes. Yeah, this is from June twenty ten. But they have a peach pecan cobbler oh, that I, I like really the like. Sound of that and the way they do um, is, you know, you're making a flour mixture that goes in the cobbler, but then they do a pie crust that's cut. Oh, cool! Across the okay. top of the casserole dish, and I think it's cute. It's pretty and yeah. yummy. Yeah, so that's one that I like to make. Okay. Um, do you have a preferred
1: presentation that you like to see cobbler's presented in? Do you
0: know what I mean? Like,
1: because you could do you could do it in a baking dish. Yeah, you could do it in a cast Depends iron skillet. On
0: how, like, I have one recipe that I make that is. Um, I do it in individual containers because it has like a biscuit on top. That's my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just think it looks so stinking
1: cute and a little individualized thing. Well, and they have those small cast iron skillets that you can get. That's
0: adorable. I don't have any of those, but a lot of restaurants,
1: that's how they serve it. Yeah. It's adorable. Precious.
0: Adorable. And then put that ice cream scoop on there and it's just perfection. But yeah, um... So peach pecan cobbler. That yeah, that's good. a good one. It okay. has, you know, the nutmeg and vanilla and all that wonderfulness. But, you know, I like the pecans in there, too.
1: Well, I found
0: one for black. Like I mentioned, I love
1: blackberry. So I found one that I haven't made, but that sounds so good. This is from Kelly Fields. She's a well-known pastry chef out of New Orleans. And she's got um, one that, well, her restaurant is Willa Jean. Willa Jean. Hers is a blackberry and bourbon cobbler. Okay, Hi. girl. Do I have your attention? You got me. Um, I actually found this in Southern Living's um, 50th anniversary issue that was okay. 2016. Okay. I kept that. I mean, uh-huh. I keep a lot of my Southern Living's, but I definitely kept that one. Because it was
0: thicker. It had a
1: lot of, like, here's the the classic. of the, cross. These are yeah. the tops of yeah. these, these, and these. So it was in a list of... Um, Desserts or, um, you know, recipes that they wanted to make sure and mention. But one thing she mentions in hers is turbinado uh-huh. sugar. That's just a, thic- it's just a thicker sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, they have it even at Kroger. Okay, but I think it's um, kind of in the brown sugar
0: family. So ish. Is, does she put Maybe. it on top at the I end? I think so. so yeah. So a lot of times you'll do like an egg white, okay. to kind of make it stick on. Oh, and then that sugar. Have you ever seen a I've dessert that has like bigger sugar chunks? Yeah, and it's. kind I thought of it stuck was raw sugar
1: though. Usually that's on there. Th- this sounds a little different. Well, I don't know all my. Yeah,
0: but no, you're really good bought at this, the turbinado though. sugar, and it's coarse. Yeah, and it
1: shows up on there nicely. Yeah. And I think it has like a molasses kind of flavor. Mm. Or at least that's what that I was reading great. online. So anyway, her blackberry and bourbon cobbler recipe sounds real
0: good. Well, I've made one that's a blackberry cobbler that I did in the individualized dish. Yeah. That has an almond ginger biscuit on top. Oh, so that's my gosh. Are really are serious? Good. That's, <laughs> that's absolutely I know, amazing. I thought you had had it, but maybe you hadn't. Mom had it. But it has that crystallized ginger in okay. the biscuit that you make. Ooh. So it's pretty yummy. And that Sounds good. That's a, a blackberry version. You might want to try that sometime. Yeah. Um, and then another one that I have not made, but okay. I have in here that I would like to try sometime, is called Firecracker Chocolate Cherry Cobbler. Oh. I want you to hear me out and tell me if you Just think it's too going to have some much? spice to it. It has cinnamon in it. Okay. Too. So it's um, cocoa powder to give it kind of the chocolatey, uh-huh. the chocolateness. Um, cinnamon, it actually does have chipotle uh, chili pepper, mm-hmm. but it's a cherry one. So this is a cherry cobbler. I think this sounds really interesting.
1: and I've I think it sounds good. Does it sound like it's a little too much? It's too adventurous for a cobbler for me. Like cobblers are one of those places like potato salad. (laughs) When we had that discussion, I like simple. I can appreciate somebody that's trying to, you know, do something different. Bring some variety or seasonality to it. But
0: now maybe this will make a difference too. keep in mind. So the filling is just is not all of that. The filling is just sugar flour, um, frozen pitted cherries. That's okay. your that's your cobbler part. Okay. The topping is what has the cocoa and the oh and the kick in it. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah and yeah. then it's also served with the ice cream, right? So it's more your flour part. Yeah. That's got the okay. chocolate in. Okay. Kick in it. Okay. I just think that sounds kind of I yummy. Mean, I wouldn't mind trying that one. Okay. Hey. But the other two I have tried. Yeah. And they're both yeah. tried and true. They're good.
1: <laughs> um. So you said peach was
0: your favorite? I just love peach. Yeah. yeah. I just think if the peaches are good and ripe, yeah. that's kind of hard to beat for me. Yeah. I had a good peach cobbler when I was at Puckett's
1: researching. I that the was their, their cobbler of the day. I know. It was so
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. Just a warm cobbler with cold ice cream. Yeah. So yummy.
1: But I think you usually have to order it with the ice cream.
0: Like, I forgot to say it with ice cream. And it didn't have it. So, did you say, um, I need ice cream no, to go No, I didn't this. go back and ask him to add it. I just... I know. See, that's like a given to me. You don't do cobbler and then not have ice cream. Like, that's almost a given to me, mm-hmm. so...
1: Well, um... Are y'all hungry? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I am now. Um... Would you say anything else about cobblers? Or?
0: I don't. I think that's it. Just, I think it's an easy, you know, we talked about doing individualized ones and that's really cute, but in a big casserole dish, it's so easy. That's usually like, what most recipes call like a 13 by nine baking dish. Yeah. I, that's just such a great thing yeah. for if you're having a group over or yeah. something that you're not going to have to um, do everything, you know. Make sure each piece is cut nicely and all that. It's just an easy scoop it out. Throw some ice cream on top. You're good to go.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Well, I think that's going to cover it for meat and threes and cobblers. And um, we do hope that you all have enjoyed this episode. Be sure and... Um, give us a rating on Please. Apple Podcasts yes. and share us with your friends. Um, they are podcasters, or even if they're not, we've had several people that say, "I didn't even listen know to podcasts, how to do podcasts. but now I'm hooked."
0: I like listening <laughs> to y'all, so we welcome you to the table each week. That's right. And, um, Tell your friends we're trying to spread the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We enjoy
1: meeting with you each week and hope you do the same. So y'all have a good week and we will see you here next time.